Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavonian Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Seven seven the Bronx one zero seven seven the Bronx.com. proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarny's Public House Studios at Ryder University, you're listening to the Real Estate Deal. I am your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Law and CBSA. Uh, you can also find The Real Estate Deal on Facebook. Just search for The Real Estate Deal. Uh, on Facebook, you can find all different types of things, including links to today's episodes, more information, uh, information about previous episodes, and also information about uh, real estate in general and what's going on with my real estate happenings. Uh, you can also email the show. Real estate deal at rider.edu. That's real estate deal at rider.edu. Send us an email. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Ask us any questions, uh, any topics you'd like to hear discussed. Uh, if you have any individual questions that you need answered real estate wise that you're going through, or maybe friends or family are going through, uh, happy to answer those for you as well. Uh, so we are back with a new show. We took a little break last week. Uh, we ran an encore episode. Uh, encore episode was called Time to Act. And one of the big things that we were talking about on that episode was we were talking about the mortgage rate drop. And this was back in like June of this year when we were talking about that. And we've been talking about that since because mortgage rates are just continuing to drop. They're at like really, really low rates. And, you know, even at the, which I'll talk about later on in the show today, but um, the speaker series that I did that I was telling you guys about um, happened last week. Uh, and even the mortgage representatives we had there um, and other agent we had there as well, we're talking about how low the mortgage rates were. Um, I think one even mentioned that they had somebody close at 3.4% interest rate, uh, which is crazy um to imagine um so it's still time to act i mean as a buyer a mortgage rate the lower the mortgage rate is the less your monthly payment is going to be the less your monthly payment is going to be the less that you are going to end up paying to own that house in the long run if you have a 30-year mortgage um then all 30 of those years every month you're going to pay some type of interest and that adds up you're going to end up basically paying more on top um so the lower that you can get that interest rate the better it's going to be for you in the long run in terms of financial wise um so it's really really a good idea to try and take advantage of those interest rates because it can make 
it can make a big difference in your payment and you want to check maybe maybe a couple months ago last year uh you just weren't quite there in qualifying or at least qualifying at the payment or um not the payment but the amount um that you could buy with in other words your buying power um maybe you weren't quite there yet and with this drop it could have put you there to make it affordable um and within your budget for monthly uh payments so definitely something to check out and explore um even if you're looking for potentially you know refinance um or second home vacation home investment property even um it's a really really good time to take advantage because you know no matter what when you when you buy something it doesn't matter what it is you want the lowest interest rate possible especially if you're financing because you don't want to pay that extra money right that's money that you're really not um getting anything back for um so you definitely want to take advantage look at it uh like i said there was somebody mentioned 3.4 percent uh which is crazy i thought that i thought that when i got my interest rate when i bought my house uh six years ago at like 3.7 was like really low and then that was like the lowest i think i had seen at the time and then from there it kind of just went up and you know if you guys remember we had talked about uh probably the beginning of this year like we were in five percent territory so it's like big big drops um and the one thing to remember though is that you know the better your credit score um debt to income ratio um those types of things the better interest rate that you're going to qualify for so you want to keep that in mind too as well you know it's great to take advantage of it um but if mortgage rates are lower overall then even if you're not in such a good place credit wise or anything like that then you know your interest rate will still be still be better it won't be the best that's out there it won't be 3.4 percent um but it'll definitely be lower than it was maybe a year ago so definitely 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 take advantage check it out um explore your options uh especially if you're thinking about buying um now it was definitely a time to explore your options and don't be scared of the winter market or anything like that um even at this time i mean it's possible and there's potential to get a better deal at this time because there's less competition from buyers um, there's houses that have been sitting longer probably um, sellers that are getting maybe a little anxious or antsy because their house has been sitting for a while maybe since the spring maybe since the summer uh, and they're not getting much foot traffic probably because less people are looking right now so there is opportunity there um, to possibly get better deals at this time of the year. Um, but of course, you know, at the same time, um, there is potential that there's less inventory because people are kind of geared toward the spring market mindset of uh, listing their house in the spring when there's the most foot traffic and all those different types of things, which is for us um, definitely a big thing because we have seasons, right? We have changes in temperatures, um, severe weather, those types of things where people don't really want to go out and do these types of things. People don't want to move in that kind of weather either. Um, so definitely don't be scared of that. Um, but you got to look and see, you know, where you're at, what can you afford in terms of mortgage rate and what kind of mortgage rate can you get? Um, you definitely don't want to be saying two, three years from now, like, oh, I should have like taken advantage when I had the chance, uh, because now mortgage rates are like, five and a half percent or something right or even more who knows who knows what can happen you know in the next couple of years so so definitely i would say it's a good time uh, to check that out 
Uh, so prior to the Encore last week, uh, we did talk about single family rentals um, and how they're actually leading the rental market, uh, which is a big drive from uh, millennials who are preferring to rent, um, but are looking for more space uh, or building families, those types of things. Um, and wanting to be closer to those like um, urban centers where things are more expensive and it's really kind of almost impractical or impossible um, for them to purchase a home. So they're looking more at renting. Uh, we also talked about profitable flips, uh, how they're decreasing in profits. So, so flips have been decreasing um, because prices have kind of been stabilizing, uh, foreclosures have been less. So there's less of a mm, opportunity, I guess, to get a deal and make a larger profit. Now, people are still profiting, definitely. Um, average profit is 39.9% on the return, but that's decreasing. And I would say that 39.9% return is uh, still pretty decent. So, so I wouldn't say like, okay, stop flipping, don't do any flips, anything like that. But it's just something to be cautious about and know that um, the profit for flips is definitely decreasing. Um, and just be cautious of that. The other thing was that uh, we had talked a lot about new homes um, and how there's been kind of a slowdown in that department and we're definitely not reaching um, the demand, um, but we're actually seeing a 12.3% increase over last month, um, which is what we talked about two weeks ago. And a lot of that is multifamily, which could be possibly high due to the high rental demand um, that we just discussed. Um, so this past week, uh, well, last week, actually, I guess at this point, uh, I did the alumni speaker series at um, Salt Creek Grill for Ryder, of course, um, that I've been mentioning on the show. It was a first time home buyer seminar. Um, it was really a great event. Uh, Salt Creek Grill, really nice place. That was actually the first time I've been there, always drove past it, but never uh, went inside. And it's a really, really nice place. And it was a really good group of people um, that were interested in learning. And it was not just um, first time home buyers that came. Uh, some were second time home buyers too, or maybe they hadn't like purchased a place in a long time. Um, so they were really interested to know about uh, the process and all those different types of things. So. So there were a lot of good speakers, not just myself. Um, there was another agent, uh, insurance person, uh, and mortgage um, representative as well. Um, so today, in the next segment, I'm going to talk uh, a little bit about the speaker series and kind of some of the topics that were covered and um, just kind of how to go about those things. So it'll be a little, little quick uh, seminar, I guess, instead of the full speaker series if you guys missed it. Um, but I will say that great event um, hosted by, kept saying I think it was hosted by Alumni Relations, which it is, but it's also hosted by um, BOLD, which is the BOLD Council, um, and BOLD stands for Bronx of the Last Decade, which is any uh, rider graduate that graduated in the last 10 years. Um, so that's kind of a, a targeted alumni group, um, but they're going to continue to do these things. And the next one is going to be on um, financial literacy, I believe. So talking about different types of finance things uh, that you should think about. And once I see more details on that, I'll definitely um, share it on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Uh, I'll mention something on the show as well. 
Uh, right now, we're going to jump into our first break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Then we'll be back with more real estate deal, only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home! So click your heels three times, because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and The Real Estate Deal. 1077 thebronkcom proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarny's Public House Studios at Rider University, you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. That's facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Or you can email the show realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's realestatedeal at rider.edu. Uh, happy to take any questions or comments, feedback you might have about the show uh, or real estate in general. I'm definitely happy um, to help you out. And of course, if you have something that you would like to hear discussed or you think that might be helpful um, for other listeners, happy to share that as well. Um, also, too, if you are working in the real estate industry in some capacity um, and you'd like to come on the show as a guest, um, feel free to email as well, realestatedeal at rider.edu. Um, so speaker series. So the speaker series was definitely a lot of fun. Um, turnout was good. And I think there was had about 30 people register um, and probably like about 15 or 20 showed up, which was good. It was like a very intimate talk. So uh, which I think is preferable, um, especially when you're talking about something like this from a educational standpoint, because it gives um, the audience and the speakers a good enough and intimate enough chance to uh, question and answer throughout. Um, and have more of a discussion than really just a presentation, um, which was really good. And there were a lot of questions, a lot of good questions. So it was good because people that came, um, they definitely were interested in making that first home purchase or they were somewhere in the process of doing it already. Um, and they were able to kind of come and just get the questions that they had answered, um, which I think was really the goal of it. Um, and obviously to educate as well. So the way that it went is we had uh, we had another agent that was there, also an alumni, um, and she presented on the different home buying steps. Um, so basically we went through almost like the, I guess, progression of the beginning of the real estate deal where each episode I kind of discussed or had someone on to discuss about each individual step in the real estate transaction process. So, so she did that and she walked through it. Um, very informative, definitely. And it was good, um, for the people. Um, and then at the points where they had questions, like there were definitely questions for some things because a lot of things can seem a little complicated, right? So, I mean, I'm like one thing, that can be complicated during the transaction process is the offer and initial contract. So it can be a little confusing for some people, um, which I understand and I've seen more than once is, you know, you make your offer, 
the seller either counters, accepts, or whatever the case may be, and you guys come to your agreement, then you go to contract, right? But then once you get that contract, well, then you, it's signed by both parties, and then that begins attorney review. So a lot of people uh, think that they have that signed contract and like that's the deal, like it's a done deal. But once you get the attorneys involved, then that changes things definitely. And then there's a lot of other stipulations throughout the process in terms of the inspection period um, and what can happen during the time of signing to the time of close that can either void the contract or create some other kind of issues. So it was really good to kind of touch on those topics and then um, answer the people of where they had questions within the home buying process and the home buying steps. Um, so then my part, um, I discussed thinking about your second home when you're buying your first home, uh, which a lot of people were pretty interested and receptive to and had an interesting question actually after the seminar from one of the attendees. And uh, she asked me, you know, is this idea, um, it's really like, I guess the way to describe it is it's a strategy. So it's a strategy to put yourself in a better financial position in the long run. Um, and it takes time, it's a long-term strategy um, for sure. That's something I had to clarify to the group because I think some people were getting the idea or at least thinking um, that it was something like in a couple months from when I buy my first house, then I can like leverage that first house to get uh, my second home. And sometimes I'm not going to say it's never going to happen. Uh, sometimes it will. I've you actually used the example when I was presenting um, the, my accountant, he bought a place in uh, Asbury park just for himself and uh, his girlfriend. And they were working on it, renovating a little bit. Um, and like within a year's time, it just grew. And they really didn't do any extensive work to it. It's just really the market down there in Asbury Park is going kind of crazy. And within a year's time, I mean, I think that he was saying like, you know, his value probably has gone up like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. And he was thinking about selling it just to just to take advantage of that. And, you know, you can't really blame the guy at that point. I mean, it's, you know, kind of a financial play, um, which was an unexpected one, definitely. So somebody asked me like I was saying at the end, they asked, so is this something that like, you know, you have a lot of your clients um, do and, you know, they come to you looking to do something like this. And the answer to that question is really like, no, because right? ultimately when you're buying your first home, first off, you're typically um, uneducated in the process and the home buying process because you've never done it before. Um, you know, maybe you've been involved in your family, um, doing that or something like that, but you've never done it really yourself. And a lot of times with buying that first home, there's a real emotional drive behind it. Uh, because it's like, you know, it's the American dream essentially, right. To own a home. And so you get kind of this like emotional attachment to it. Um, and you don't really think about those things, right? You're thinking about just, you know, just accomplishing this first milestone of buying my first home. So my answer to her was that, no, you know, it's not really typical that a client would come looking to do something like this, but it's something that, you know, I will suggest and talk about with them because you want to think about the future and the reality of you buying your first home and 
of course there's people out there you know that when they buy their first home they're gonna buy um their dream home and they'll stay in that house possibly their entire life but the majority and at least of them what i see people are buying their first home and then you know a couple of years later usually maybe five seven ten years later they're moving on to their next home and essentially what happens is that within that time either you know they change as a, like a family dynamic if it's a family or maybe you're wanting to change in some different type of way or you bought a smaller place now you need more space for whatever reason um things change and there's going to be that point where you know you're either going to like run out of room or something's going to happen that's going to trigger you to want to buy that next house and the whole idea is that you want to make sure that the first house that you bought is going to help you in some way get to that second house because typically the second house is going to be more expensive um probably larger in most cases not always of course um but you're going to want to leverage your equity in your first property to help you to cover that down payment um, and get there to afford that next place, right? You don't want it to be, and I've seen this happen. I will say there's like this perfect example. I had a client, they bought their house, first house, and no one really took the time to talk to them, educate them about it, anything. Um, they bought that house. They didn't really negotiate. They just rushed through it, wanted to get it done, um, signed the paperwork. That was it. They're done. Well, you know, a couple of years later, they go sell their house. They want to sell their house. Well, it's pretty much the value is pretty much exactly where they bought it at. So they're really not going to make any money off of it. They want to buy a second house and they're looking for proceeds from the house to help them buy the second house and the reality of it was that it just wasn't going to happen that way and the thing was that they didn't really take the time to like think about financially how they were going to buy that house and then you know what the next phase looked like i guess in terms of their uh real estate life right so so those are all things you want to think about because you want to make sure you're in that position. You certainly don't want to buy your first house and then when you go to move, lose money on your first house. I mean, you don't want to do that in in any house um, or any uh, move that you do. So, so it's best to try and figure that out and figure out how are you going to either, you know, get more equity out of the house, um, either maybe create some type of income from the house um, to help you grow your financial well-being and be financially healthier. Um, so that was really the big topics. And then, um, we did of course talk about, uh, we had a mortgage representative there, um, an insurance representative as well. Um, so I will touch on that a little bit in the next segment, uh, cause we got to go to break right now. Um, so let's hear from our underwriters, Kotal Banker, Shivoni and Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group first. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. 
proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We're live from the Killarney's Public House Studios at Ryder University, and you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. You can also email the show realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's realestatedeal at rider.edu. Um, and if you're interested in any type of seminar or speaker series about real estate, definitely send me an email realestatedeal at rider.edu. Um, and we'll see if maybe we can plan another one. Uh, maybe outside of uh, Ryder as well. Um, but I know that we are talking about possibly doing another one in the future, um, but we might break it out a little more um, into a couple different sessions on the different topics of home buying. Um, so uh, just wrapping up the speaker series. So, so additionally, after uh, I spoke, um, there was a mortgage representative as well um, who had a discussion uh, on mortgages and what goes into qualification, pre-qualification, pre-approval, um, and what can help you get qualified for more or even just qualified at all. Um, and one of the interesting things actually was that, um, so they were partnered up with, um, these are all Rider alumni, of course, and, um, and I'll post more information to get in contact with them on uh, my Facebook, facebook.com slash CBSA. I uh, don't have the information off the top of my head, unfortunately, um, but they're all Ryder alumni. And the interesting thing about the mortgage guy was that he worked very closely with a uh, financial planner, financial advisor, uh, I forget the exact title, but financial guy. Um, so someone that would like plan your portfolio and retirement accounts and things of those nature. So what's interesting is that the question came up of, you know, coming up with your down payment, of course, we've talked about that on the show before. That's one of the biggest, biggest hurdles um, when it comes to buying a home is getting that down payment together because it's a huge chunk of money for any aspect of uh, life or to come up with um, that you're going to have to put down to get that home and get that financing. And one of the questions was, you know, is it possible to utilize say like you have you have stock or bonds or something like that and you have them but you don't want to liquidate them um to use for the down payment well this uh, mortgage guy has a program and i don't want to say i don't want to say the wrong bank that he's with i forget which one and i apologize for that but basically they have a program where they can look at that and they'll give you a rate based on that um, it's risky, of course, because if the value of your portfolio um, decreases, then um, things can change in terms of rate um, and things of those nature. Um, but I definitely get more information that's uh, linkable for you guys and put it on my Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. Um, but I did think that that was pretty interesting. And, you know, one of the biggest, uh, I think, tips probably... And I think this is something that one of our guests has probably mentioned on the show before, 
Um, but the best way to think about buying your first home is to take the amount. So find out, right, how much you qualify for. And if you qualify for 300,000, then that doesn't mean that you have to buy a $300,000 house, right? You want to look at your, you can qualify for that and you want to look at your monthly payment for that. And you want to know if that fits into your budget. The best way to do that is take your paycheck, have that amount of money automatically withdrawn, uh, direct deposit into a separate account uh, that you can't really touch. Obviously you can touch it because it's your account, but like a savings account or something, and then see, can you live without that money, right? If you can't live without that money in terms of you're needing more money by the end of the week or the end of two weeks, whatever your pay period is, then you know that that's too much money that you're going to spend on the house, right? So that means, okay, I want to reduce what I'm going to look for in terms of uh, home prices, right? So I think that's really a big thing. And, you know, it's interesting because that's the way I kind of wrapped my mind around um, the idea of like uh, 401k um, when I was like young working and I was kind of like, you know, I'm just putting this money away and I can't touch it and I want to touch it and spend it. But then I started to look at it like, okay, I'm putting this money away and now I'm just getting used to this is my check and that's what I'm living off of, whatever. So, you know, you want to take that step and just see, and that's the best way to test it because you're not going to lose that money at that point, right? Because you're putting in an account that you have. And if anything, you know, that account now has been building up money and now you've saved that money to go towards your down payment. So it's definitely a great test to do that. I'm happy that uh, he brought that up. Um, the other topic was insurance and all different types of insurance, which was really, really interesting. I definitely want to try and get her to come on the show, I think, and talk about insurance. Uh, we definitely had a discussion about insurance before on the show, um, but there's a couple of new um, types of insurance that she was talking about that I'd love to have her come on um, and talk about. So that'll be something to look forward to in the future. Um, so that's pretty much it for the speaker series. Uh, so a couple topics uh, today, aside from the speaker series. So I definitely wanted to talk about this when I saw this article because I am definitely a fan of single-story homes. And single-story homes are on the rise. Um, so they're becoming more desirable. Um, there's definitely a lot of different reasons for that. Um, for me, I like single-story homes because, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan, I mentioned this before, of like mid-century modern style. And a lot of mid-century modern style are single-story are single story homes, right? Like ranch-style homes, um, California ranches, and all those different types of things, like uh, low, flat lines. And I have a single-story home myself as well, and I love it. So they're becoming more desirable, um, not only in terms of people interested in buying existing single-story homes, um, but new construction is actually increasing on single story homes as well. Um, so, you know, two story homes are still in terms of numbers are still more being constructed, but the growth of the single story homes, the rapid increase is actually 
increasing more than what the two-story homes are increasing. Um, and actually, it was the most popular home style last year, which is something I didn't know, actually. It was an interesting little tidbit. Um, but there's a lot of reasons for this, I think. And I think that, you know, there's an interest in the single-story homes uh, because uh, there's like a renewed interest in like mid-century modern style and more modern style and those types of things. And you see a lot of single story homes that are more in that kind of modern looking um, way and more of like a, mm, I guess like a, a retro kind of look maybe, might be the right thing to say. Um, but there's definitely like a, probably a look thing towards it. Um, but one of the big things too, which is something we talk about a lot and this, and I mean, any way you look at it, there's all kinds of effects on the real estate market as um, the baby boomer generation ages more and more. Whether it's, you know, having more inventory because they're aging out of it um, or changing the type of housing there is because they need different types of housing. But baby boomers obviously are older um, and a lot of them are desiring single story homes because there's no steps. And as we know, um, we get into our old age and a lot of times um, steps become harder. Um, sometimes steps become impossible. Um, so there's a lot of things that go into that and it becomes easier um, for them to maneuver around without having to worry about um, a second story, even third story, anything like that. So. So that's one of the big, big drivers of it. Um, and single story homes too are just, um, I think, appealing to people. And if you look at single story home, sometimes um, depending on the layout, and I see this a lot in my area, but there's a lot of single story homes that were built in the 60s, 50s, um, 70s possibly things like that, that are um, having good potential for renovation. I see like a lot of them that uh, are getting picked up and then like flipped as well. And, and I definitely see the desire increasing. Um, and I'll say, you know, as myself, single story home uh, lover, um, definitely happy about that. And I think, I think that, I don't know, to me, there's just something about like the flow of the single story home. And I can't really explain it, but I definitely um, enjoy them and they are becoming more desirable and they are on the rise. So uh, good news for me. So we're gonna go into our last break of the day. We're gonna talk to our underwriters, Coldwell Bankers, Shivoni and Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 thebronxcom there's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. 
proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Clarny's Public House Studios at Rider University. Welcome back to The Real Estate Deal. I am your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. That's facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. And Lawton is L-A-W-T-O-N, in case you're curious. Uh, you can also email the show, realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's realestatedeal at rider.edu. And happy to hear any of your questions and uh, discuss them on the show for the benefit of all listeners as well. Um, so one of the big things, as you guys know, if you listen for a while is, and I'm big on, um, creating equity in your home, uh, to get you to that next step. So I talked about it earlier in the show, talked about it at speaker series last week. Um, and I wanted to talk about this interesting, I guess, insight, uh, you could call it, um, that I came across, um, it's actually kind of an interesting coincidence cause I had, um, done the speaker series, done the presentation talking about, uh, you know, thinking about your second home when you're buying your first and talking about how to increase your equity and what is equity, um, and all those types of things. And as a refresher, uh, if you're not so familiar, maybe you're a new listener, don't know, um, equity is how much you actually own of your home right? Uh, or anything. Uh, we're talking about homes here, but, um, so, and what that means is that think about when you purchase your home first, right? You are going to put down your down payment and it's going to be a percentage of the purchase price. Now there's all different kinds of percentages that it could be depending on what kind of mortgage you're going to have. If you're going to pay uh, PMI, which is uh, mortgage, private mortgage insurance, um, all those different things. So when you do that down payment, so let's make it, let's make it easy. So the house is a hundred thousand dollars. You put down 20,000 as your down payment. So 20,000, a hundred thousand is 20%, right? So your equity going in to the house on your purchase is that 20% because that's cash that you put in. Now the opposite end, the 80%, you own the house, but technically the bank mortgage company still owns 80% of that house because they're loaning you the money to cover that 80% and their collateral is really that house. So, but as you pay down your mortgage, your equity increases, right? As you pay down your principal. Um, that's one thing we talked about actually in the speaker series too, is that, you know, it's always smart when you're able to to make extra principal payments. Even if you just make one a year, it'll make a big difference uh, because you'll pay off your principal faster, which in the long run, it will reduce uh, the amount of interest you pay because the longer that you're paying off, the longer you're gonna be paying interest, right? So, so you definitely want to make sure that when you are getting a mortgage and you're starting to make those monthly payments, you wanna make sure that you make probably like at least one, definitely, I would say go for it, try to make an actual principal payment. Um, and you know, what I do personally, like if for some reason I have some extra cash for whatever the case may be, uh, I definitely take some of that and 
make a principal payment um, because it brings down how much I owe. Um, it'll take less time to pay off um, the mortgage in full. And it also is less interest that I'll end up paying in the long run. Um, so I wanted to go over this uh, equity information that I came across and or data, I guess you could call it. Um, so if people purchased home in 2012, they are seeing a median equity increase on their house of $141,000. And that's a lot of money. That is a 261% gain in equity, uh, which is really, really awesome uh, for those people, definitely. Um, and so like, so what happened to cause that, right? So 2008, um, you know, everything tanked. And then 2012, uh, prices were still low. And since 2012, we've just been seeing prices increase, right? So in the past like two years now, we saw prices start to increase more and more rapidly as we were low on inventory um, and the demand was high. It was just driving prices up. So, so they're really feeling the positive effects of that. And it's awesome because it shows, you know, perfectly of, what can happen if you buy at a good time, even though, you know, in 2012, I think people were still probably, and I mean, I would say probably, I mean, they were still like scared to buy because, you know, there's still this uncertainty after something like 2008 happens and everything just tanks and skepticism, obviously. Right. So, but you need to know and kind of recognize the signs and, and you're, Realtor can help you with it to an extent. Your realtor can't really give you financial advice um, because they're not like a financial licensed person, um, but they can definitely give you information that can help you make that right decision. Um, so what they can give you is different data for the area. Um, they can give you information about price trends and they can give you information about uh, what's going on in the area too because remember that there's factors there's all different kinds of factors that affect value of homes um, and really you want your value right to increase um, but there are things that happen in the future that you may not know about but there's projects happening in the town that can either increase value or they could decrease value too I don't want to say that everything is going to increase value so you want to look for those things and you know the difference of you know, buying a house that has this empty lot behind it. And then two years later, they build like a Walmart behind you or something. You know, people don't want to live behind that traffic and, you know, look at that too. So that would end up decreasing your value. So definitely um, a really good case of buying at the right time and then taking advantage of market growth. And the thing is that not only is this great for people who are now looking to sell, um, but it's also great for people who want to do something to the house because with that equity now, it gives them more of a cushion to leverage the equity into getting like a home equity line, uh, taking a loan out, even taking a loan out to buy uh, an investment property, vacation home, something like that. Um, it's definitely really, really puts them in a good place. Um, so I think it kind of just shows that, and this is something that my, one of the guys that manages some stocks for me, um, he 
sent an email one time and he sent this email newsletter. It's pretty, pretty interesting. The topics and it's kind of all different types of things and they all kind of, he relates them of course, all back to finance in some way. Um, but it is really interesting information. And, you know, one of the things is that, you know, when everyone else is kind of afraid to invest. So like, you know, the market, just like stocks and real estate, you know, the market gets like a little scared, right? It's just like talking about um, the winter market. So people, there's this perception in people's minds, you know, that the winter market is kind of dead and all this stuff. But when people are like kind of like afraid to invest in a way, um, that can be a really good time to invest because prices can be lower. And this is like a perfect example in 2012 and prices were a lot lower. And now look, 2012, so what are we, seven years later now. Um, so, you know, that's a huge gain in equity. And I think, you know, if you look at real estate over time, it only has typically increased in value and it had that sharp crash. Um, but <clears throat> what we've seen over the past couple of years now is that it continues to increase in value. And I don't think that's really going to change. So, you know, you want to definitely buy um, smart, of course, but you want to look for opportunity as well, whether it's timing in terms of uh, consumer fears or consumer reluctance to think about buying uh, or, you know, not even about timing of pricing, but thinking about where you're buying and where you're buying and the location in the future. What's that going to be like, right? So, you know, talk about Asbury Park, I talked about earlier in the show, right? Asbury Park became kind of um, not so desirable. And then all of a sudden, uh, people started coming in and they started investing money in the area, started redoing homes. And now you're looking at crazy million dollar places and like sky rises on the, um, on the water and stuff. So really a big change, but you know, you have to be able to kind of look at those things, maybe take a little risk, um, and be able to see potential as well. Um, so definitely something to think about, um, and strategize in terms of when you're thinking about buying things that you want to think about and probably out of the ordinary of what, uh, people would usually tell you. Um, I would say. Um, so if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me, real estate deal at rider.edu. Um, and definitely check out my Facebook, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton, CBSA. There'll be more information uh, about the topics discussed today. Thank you for joining us. And thanks to our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Shiavoni and Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. We'll be back next week with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 1612. At Gateway Mortgage Group, Mortgage Plus Technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.